Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to After Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin, except no sandwiches. Hello dear listeners, welcome to another edition of Achtung Millwall um, in the aftermath of yesterday's disappointing, uh, shall we call it, insipid defeat up there at Huddersfield. Joining me on the show is one of the 700 and something brave hardy souls that made the journey up the M1 to the uh, to the Gal Farm Stadium, I think it's called. Uh, it's yeah. Kevin Fuller. Welcome to the show, Kev. Hi Nick, thanks for having me on again. Cheers. Well, Thank you for coming, mate. Well done for travelling up yesterday. We were just talking off air about it. Um, a 700 plus travelling support is is a pretty good turnout, in my opinion. Um, it was a tough watch to watch it on a screen. What was it like for you to actually make the journey, mate, and be in the stadium yesterday? It, 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 it was tough, Nick. Yeah, yeah. Lots of misplaced passes. Lots of uh, not holding possession for long enough. It, it was very frustrating, but. If we'd have come away with a nil-nil draw, perhaps we'd have got something. Perhaps we'd, have, you know, but we were poor from to the start to the end. I think. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I try on these shows, listeners, to put a, at least a day between the aftermath of the game, and then hopefully you you think a little bit more um, uh, logically in the cold light of day, Kev. Um, and I was trying to make some notes, and I had a quick look at the highlights before we spoke uh, now. And there's just there's just such a lack of content. I mean, the, the highlights uh, yeah. barely barely make two minutes. I know the, the YouTube highlights never never go on for long, but there was there was one opportunity for Jed early where we he had like a, a weakish shot on goal. Yeah. Um, the outside hint of a chance around twenty, I think, it fell to Scott Malone, but he didn't really get hold of it. And then there was that late 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 um, penalty shout. And apart yeah. from that, Kev, that's that's it from the Millwall perspective. And I. That's got to be a problem. I agree. I, I've got those noted down, Nick. Yeah, just Jed's weak shot on five. And then, yeah, the chance for Malone, which he scuffed. Yeah, lots of huff and puff, but not, not no real attacking threat. Yeah, so. And you can trust that with Huddersfield. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I made some notes as it was going along yesterday. And I know I've got the advantage of the side camera, so, and a bit of a replay. Um, but, there's, you know, there's a succession of decent-ish chances where a better day they could have expected to have got a shot on goal and, and scored. You know, one, two, three, four. That was a really good chance just after half-time, um, which Bart made one of those um, miracle... Um, so, well, Safe, yeah. You know, and I thought, how did they miss it? Uh, so, you know, there we are. And then, obviously, going up into late, we've got the 
uh, there's an opportunity before they scored where it was cleared off the line. I think Hutchinson got it off the line from um, a headed uh, a free kick and a headed situation in the corner that um, allowed the goal. Um, I mean, I I take the view. I mean, I, I go around in circles, Kevin. I'm interested to know what it, what it was like from your point of view because. You know, if you look at the cold hard statistics, we were sitting in amongst the group of 21 points, looking upwards, yep. and you know, who knows? You could never predict the outcome of a football match, but it's it's that lack of there was a, just a lack of direction, lack of energy yesterday. I found really strange given the opportunities that were in front of us. I, I don't quite get that bit. I think I think the fans were all up for it. We all thought we were going to get a result there yesterday, didn't we? we yeah, we've, yeah, we've had yeah. two good performances. We're looking and we're looking upwards again, and we're all on the edge of our seats that we're going to get a result, and and that's why the performance was was disappointing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't, I couldn't argue with the starting eleven. I wonder whether Billy was going to be on the right of the, the in the wing back, or and Ryan Leonard, I thought might be in the centre. It was the other way round in in reality on in the starting eleven. Um, I just think Ryan. Having seen what he could do against Stoke, I was wondering whether he's a little bit wasted out there on the right side, Kevin. Le- Leonard, Leonard, Leonard needs to be in midfield. Yeah, I'm not saying he didn't do a bad job at right back, Nick, but yeah, yeah. he needs to be in midfield. And we, we need to look at the formation. I, I thought Malone was poor yesterday, absolutely poor. And if he's not going to give you anything going forward, why play him mm. defensively? I'd, ra- I'd rather Wallace. In, yeah, uh, go, at least go Murray will give you a presence. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I mean, just to read out the start 11 listeners, I mean, you probably would know it by the time you hear this show. So it's Bill Kofsky, and you've got the back three of Hutchinson, Cooper and Ballard. Uh, Malone, uh, as you've mentioned there, Kevin. But Billy Mitch um, was in the centre. Leonard was on the right side. So the midfield was Savon and and, uh, and and Mitchell. And then the front three of Ojo, um, Wallace and Bradshaw. Um, yeah, I mean, Bradshaw is... I, I, I can't help but like him, even though he's oh, not. That, I like him. He runs and runs and runs and runs, which is which is all <laughs> you want from him. <laughs> all you want from him. Yeah, exactly. If Jimmy Anderson <laughs> could pass, he would have been in the Premier League, wouldn't he? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, no. I'm, I'm unsure as to Ojo. I mean, I, I think he's consistently being misused because the only time that we've looked, the only time we've come alive this season, Kevin, was last week in that yeah. brief period after the four four two was imposed on us. And then suddenly all of the jigsaw pieces seem to fit together and, and we look like a team that knew how to play attacking football um, at home. I, I, I take that point. Maybe you couldn't have done that at Huddersfield. Maybe you need to take a different approach because they, they looked a half-decent side. But we just look so insipid that I don't quite understand why we don't... Um, why we why we not taking the game to the opposition? It's it, it's it, it's some it's almost like there's some kind of um uh, some default that says we have to be this kind of reactive negative. To be fair, Ojo didn't do anything in the first half, Nick. Did he? Really? Not yesterday. Showed, no. showed, showed nothing at all, and we were losing it in midfield. And I can understand him wanting to bring in an extra midfielder because that. I mean, I, I've I've written down here where was George Savile? I didn't even recognise really? he was on the pitch until sixty six minute. You know, no. so. Very disappointing yesterday. Yeah. Bright enough start to the game. I mean, we, we had that early shot that we've seen on the on the highlights with YouTube, um, and I thought we pressed quite nicely early on. We we won a few balls, and the opportunities seemed to open up and then go away from us. But it was it was a bright enough start. But gradually, after those initial maybe fifteen to twenty minutes or so, it just seemed to me that we started to sit back and Huddersfield started to move a little bit, and they they looked. 
they weren't outrightly dangerous, but they looked like they, they knew what they were doing. They had some decent players. If that, if that right midfielder, I don't know what his name was, but it, it was Thomas 16, or, 16, yeah, if yeah. he could if he could yeah. shoot on target, Nick, we would have been in a lot of trouble because he because he was ripping Malone a good one down the left down the left hand side, you know, down the right hand side, I should say. I agree. Yeah. He looked he looked their most dangerous player. They 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 seem to um, combine movement, and he he certainly looked their standout player. That's for sure. Um, I mean, the, the first half kind of passed. I, I noted at halftime not much to report. I, thought, I don't know. How I'm going to get a show out of this, you know. To, Got it. Because yeah. there was there was very little to actually talk about nil nil, and then we've mentioned already that save very early in the second half. We made the change at half time with Keith and Belt coming on to tighten up the midfield, as as, as the commentary team said, um, which is you know which is good. And apart from the chance, well, I, I think we probably on another day would have gone one nil down at that stage. Um, we, we we weren't entirely poor, but we weren't. That brilliant, either it was. It was also beige, you know. It's it's this kind of flat Coca Cola yeah. after the party, <laughs> isn't it? You know? yeah, just yeah, exactly. So yeah, I mean, I, I thought that with the game in the balance, I mean, I thought we'd done well to get to eighty minutes without conceding. But uh, well, uh, Bart kept us in it from from another corner. He made a spectacular save, and yeah, I, th- I thought our defending at corners today was poor, Nick. To be honest, really poor. Well, it really came up with the goals. I mean, it was a near yep. post header. Uh, I'm going to have to question the phobe. I mean, I, I didn't. It was think his that. man. It was his man, definitely. Yeah, it was, it was his, his man. man. He got, he's got pushed over very easily. Um, no one else seemed to move to cover that situation, and you know they've they just had a free header into the net, and that's one nil. And pretty much at that point, it was game over, really, because I couldn't see how we were going to create anything to to um, to get ourselves right. back into it. You know, we did we didn't offer a lot apart apart from the penalty shot, which I thought was a stonewall penalty. So we might have. If we'd have got that penalty and we'd come away 1-1, perhaps we'd have a different different opinion. I don't know. Being a football fan is a fickle business, isn't it? I mean, you know, last week's villain is this week's hero and Absolutely. Vice, vice versa. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think that um, we, we've had the, the Gary Rowett conversation and done it to death online over the course of this season so far. Yep. Um, I mean, one, one post that I did read online really stood. I think it was by a poster called JJ. I, I could be wrong, so forgive me, JJ, if you're not JJ. But it was it was something about how the, the travelling fans went up to Huddersfield yesterday. Um, he'd never seen 700 so disengaged Millwall fans from, from the game. A sense of flatness in, in the travelling support. And that really struck me because I think that's the danger with, with the, the way the team plays. It doesn't give the crowd anything to feed off of, does it? Agreed. We got outsung by a bloke with a drum, yeah, and you know that, that, <laughs> bloke, that with a, that bloke with a drum and two hundred kids, yeah, got outsung. <laughs> we all got outsung, and that's because we, we were flat. Nick. The, the yeah. team were flat, and the and the, the away supporters were flat because of that. Yeah, so I I, I mean I I wondered. I've not read anything about Danny Mac, and I've not made any inquiries or done any research. I don't know where he is. He didn't seem to be even on on the, in the squad yesterday, so I don't know if he's carrying I, or not. I hope he's injured. Under. I hope he can't be out of favour. Surely he hasn't done anything wrong, Nick. In my you, opinion, yeah. You, you'd hope not. Uh, you'd hope not. But one of the things that really worries me, and I and I I, I don't set this thing up to criticise Gary Rowett particularly, but. He does seem prone to taking against people. I mean, I'm thinking of uh, the, the artist Conor Mahoney, who may or may not be yep. any good. Who knows? You know, we barely see enough of him to really, really judge him. He gets, he gets little cameo roles every now and again. 
Um, Danny Mac, I don't know. Um, you hope <laughs> it's a sad thing when you're hoping he's saying they're not and he's not available. But what what else could it be? I mean, he wasn't even on the bench. I don't think yesterday. He, no, he wasn't on the bench. I hope he's injured because Danny Mac's one of the. You know, well, I thought he would be in my starting eleven every week. Well, it would yeah. be for me because I mean, you know, there's there's obviously the the um, the whole Ben Thompson question, one of our own, and I'm 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 I suppose I'm wondering whether it is this kind of um, I'm Millwall and I understand the club, and you're you know Gary Rowett, you come from. The Isle of Wight or Mid East. Yeah, Isle of Wight, that's right, yeah. <laughs> comes off the Isle of Wight. Um, you don't understand our club. And, you know, I just wonder sometimes whether he, he seems to have a definite idea of what kind of player he wants and what kind of player don't fit into his into his template. And and I, I don't know. Um, for him not to be even on the bench struck me as, as odd when the right side was, well, it was done. It was done willingly enough by, by Ryan Leonard. But, I just would prefer to see Ryan in midfield doing those surging moves that we saw against Stoke. Yep, me too. Agreed. And uh, Danny Mac that shows some some talent for the for the right sided position, you know. Absolutely. So yeah, um, I don't know what to make of the season. It's really <laughs> hard. You got a disastrous season. You can kind of deal with as a, as a commentator, but this is not a disastrous season. But it's not. No, not not at all. Nick. We've we both me and you have seen worse, haven't we? Yeah, and you a know, hell of a lot worse. Kevin, uh, exactly. You know, yeah. A win on win on Tuesday, win on Saturday, and we're back in it, and we're back up again. And that's Millwall, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's Millwall. Yeah, I suppose that's that's being a Millwall fan, being a football fan. Um, we 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 hope for better on Tuesday. <laughs> you try doing a podcast, listeners. <laughs> you try coming up with something new because <laughs> this is a regular feature of our season. We we have a little bit of glimmer of hope, and then then something like yesterday happens. Um, well done for travelling up there, Kevin. I know, I know you've you got, you got family up there, so yep. um, you know um, that, that you can you can take it along with that. But that's still a long drive, and I, I do, you know, I, I take my hat off to everyone that went up there yesterday because that, that was that was one of those long northern trips. That I hope um, the I hope the guy that was taken ill is is, is okay as well, Nick. Yeah, that I was saw just in that. Front of yeah, yeah. Um, apparently, he's, he was he had a, an, an epilepsy um, uh, phase, so but I think he was okay from what I've good. Picked up on on Twitter. Um, oh, there we are. Can we show some more ambition in midweek? We've got to really, Kevin. Tuesday night, yes, got, absolutely crucial. And then Get back on the horse and go. Yeah, and then Saturday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> big two big games. Um, big thank you, Kevin. I mean, I, 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 we made a joke, listeners, before um, we started recording. I, I felt like I was like Albert Pierpoint walking up the stairs to the, to the, to the hangman's <laughs> noose. Well, I've got to try and get something out of this. Measuring up the team. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I really appreciate you taking time out of your day, mate. That's no and, problem. Um, let's keep our fingers crossed for Tuesday. Achtung, Mailball. Hello, Nick Barry Moon here. Yeah? Just let you know those shows you're putting on at the moment is great. It's like like you now retired. I've been retired a little while now. It's just good, yeah, you know, good listening, and uh, I thoroughly enjoy them. Huge thank you to Kevin Fuller for taking time out of his day to speak to us about yesterday's um, showing up there at Huddersfield. But joining me now to kick over the traces is show regular and the spreadsheet maestro is Mr. Ryan Loftus. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm very well, Nick. It's uh, commendable to yourself. for I mean, trying to speak to everyone about yesterday, at least uh, <laughs> you know, hopefully then you'll get something about it. It was not the best game as a... As the viewing, well done to Kevin for travelling all the way up there. 
I mean, that is um, yeah, a cause. 700 plus made the journey up there. I think there was a real Fantastic. sense. Um, I'm just looking at league table listeners as, as Ryan and I uh, you know, joined the call. I mean, Huddersfield actually propelled themselves into the top six with that win yesterday, thanks to that 80th minute goal, that, that near post header um, error, near post header defensive error, whatever you, you, where you want to put it. And that could have been us, Ryan. Yeah. And I just, um, I, I think with the benefit of uh, 24 hours to look back at it all, um, I I can't, you know, it's easy to slag Gary Rowe off. And I think there's a lot of it that goes online that is is slightly over the top. And, you know, given the resources and, and the squad that he has available to him, I think you can always say that we should set up in a different way to the way we set up, depending on the end result. Um, but what really struck me, and I don't know if you agree with this, is that the prize was a top six place. Huddersfield got that prize, just looking at them now in fifth spot. And that could have been us, but we didn't show anywhere near the kind of urgency that said that the players wanted that. I, I didn't see that yesterday. How did, how did you see the game? No, it was uh, it was completely passive for me. It was very concerned. It was is a very it was a, such a shame. It was very much the first half against Stoke. You yeah, know, we, we yeah. the show in the week, and you spoke with Michael and Harry as well. That that second half offered a lot of encouragement, and then what's frustrating is then to have the week build up to then turn up. And pretty much do the same display from the first half against Stoke. It was, you know, those clipped balls into the channels that you pointed out before that yeah. just still were just aimless and they're not dangerous at all. The Huddersfield back four just did not have anything to do all game. Tom Bradshaw has gone back to chasing shadows for as long as he's on the pitch. I mean, Shea Ojo was hooked at half time. You know, yeah. I don't know if that's a fitness thing or, and that was to what, but Keith to build in and boost the midfield a bit, which. I, I, I tweeted out at the time, I just don't understand the change. I don't understand what impact that is supposed to have on the game. And it was just, I think Millwall were just, we never looked like scoring or even or attempting to score, let alone scoring. You know, it's, there wasn't wayward finishing that we got so used to last season. No. There was just no seeming, didn't seem there was an attacking threat. And Huddersfield weren't offering a lot. It just seemed to be a complete, comfortable cruise control. And then it's a set-piece goal that, you think we shouldn't be conceding, really? Well, we shouldn't. I mean, we'll, we'll come back to that because I think that that was just plain sloppy. I mean, I can't, I can't put any other, um, any other word on it. I mean, I was interested to see um, Gary Rowett's post-match video on the club side. I don't know if you've seen it, but um, he was he was saying at the end of the first half how he felt that Huddersfield was starting to kind of look dangerous, or I can't remember how he put it now, but they're starting to run the show a little bit. Um, now, Jed, uh, Jed, Bart made a, a, a decent save. I'm just looking at my notes here on 25. And but apart from that, you know, there was a sense that they could do something, but they were they hadn't done much for me by half time. Um, so the response there, which is to bring in uh, Michael Keefton belt, which presumably was to, to stiffen the midfield defensively and not give them um, more space. Uh, I suppose you could argue largely largely speaking in the second half that 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 kind of worked because they didn't get so many chances that you were really struck by you know the the kind of uh, the the floods about to open in the second half but they did get some chances um but i i i just think half half time changes spoke volumes because there was this sense that you we, we'd kind of done 
done enough and we were going to take the point back from Huddersfield. And that just strikes me as lacking ambition. I'm sure if Gary Rowe was on this yeah. call, he'd, he'd protest, uh, you know, forcefully. But oh, of course. Of those moments say a lot, Ryan, don't they? Yeah, massively. And, and that is that is the thing, you know, Rowe, I think he says it enough times after his after matches, especially when it is the draw streak. You know, he's like, he's not... I'm, he's not coming out here to try and lose games or try and no, you know, he's no, doing what no. he thinks is going to win. But for me yesterday, it just I I didn't see what we were doing. I thought we were much not necessarily worse in the second half, but much more passive and much less active in the game in the second half with that midfield change. I mean, I, I, I tweeted out obviously saying you know I don't understand the change and got a couple of responses saying well hopefully the idea then is to have Keith Meld holding a bit more so Mitchell and Saville can get further forward. And mm. there was just none of that. There was no forward running, really. There was very little. I mean, we had one shot on target yesterday and I, I, letters on a postcard, listeners, if you can tell me what that shot was. <laughs> well, I think that will be the very, very early chance that fell to Jed in the first half. He kind of was on the on the right and cut in and put in a... It was, there's no power in the shot. The goalkeeper had to go down and take um, no. you know, at his feet. It was on target, but I wouldn't have called it a dangerous strike. I, yeah. I actually, because I'm a generous bloke, listeners, I put that down in my notes as a chance, but that wasn't really. But that was dangerous. the only time in the. That was the only chance in the game, really. It was. Yeah. I mean, Jed. Jed was incredibly quiet. He was very not, and no, not to dig out Jed. You know, he's done a lot. I think he's in a little bit of a dip at the moment. Um, and he was very when he went up top with Bradshaw, and then and then later, you know, with the other strikers. He was just lost in the game. Um, See, he, that's he, that. That was that was a point. I'm glad that you raised that. It was one of the points I wanted to to um, make because I don't understand. I think I think the thing with a lot of Gary Rowett decisions is it's quite hard to understand what's going on there. Because to me, I, I you know we um, we've gone a goal behind. We'll come back to the goal, um, but then you're chasing it. So Matt Smith comes in, but that's where you want your your four four two. Ideally, you do. You do want Jed Wallace. Doing his right wing stuff because that's that's where he's gonna and and well, Ojo had been hooked yeah. by then so he couldn't do it, but you do want that more conventional approach. I don't get, generally don't get why you're, you're teaming two. Uh, they're not small guys, but neither neither Jed nor nor Tom Bradshaw are small, but they're not they don't they don't dominate in the air. So why are you playing as a front two? Um, I, that's hard to understand, Jen uh, Ryan. It's not, it can it can work if then the style you're playing plays to it. But the amount of times people... It's like a catchphrase of Tom Bradshaw isn't the target man. No, (laughs) But when you then persist with the chip ball zone behind, it's not... It's it's not going to work. I mean, the the front two worked quite well towards the end of last season, beginning of this season, with um, Mason Bennett and Jed Wallace, when they're both... Neither of them are quite strikers. And they're, you know, it's almost like a double false nine sort of, you know, if you want to be that fine a point of it. I mean, they're, they're basically just dummy strikers. They're, you know, they are still running wide and they're, and they're dropping in and they're moving all around. And that does cause problems for a defence because then they're not, especially if you're up against the back five, if you've got two strikers there who are absent from that position and other players fill it, then the defence almost doesn't know what to do. It was a bit, you know, a few years ago in the rugby when it, the Italians just didn't ruck and the England team were a bit, what is going on, you know, oh, yeah. Yeah. but when you then have Tom Bradshaw and Jed Wallace doing it, 
Well, then you're, it's again, it's Tom Bradshaw up against three six foot plus guys. And, you know, he's a nice lad, but I don't think he'd win in the, in the fight. It's not a miracle worker, no. Uh, you've you got to, you like, you know, you've got to work with the tools you've got. But I feel like it was, there was so little attacking kind of support yesterday on, yeah, yesterday's game that you're not even giving yourself a chance almost. It's a strange season, Ryan. Um, the reason I find it strange, I was just looking at the results just before, literally before um, you, you came online now. And, you know, if you look back, we've got wins. We've, got, we've done some decent wins. We've won at places like Sheffield and we, we've pulled off results at, uh, just thinking about Barnsley, I remember. But there's others, you know. And we've gone to places and done well. And But then when we get beaten, um, we, we look so... We look so insipid when we're getting beaten. And it's not, I find that, um, A, it's not acceptable for a middle side to ever look insipid. If you're going to be, you you know, if you're going to be awful, that's fine. Just give 100% yeah, of awful. Shed yeah. blood of being awful. But you, what you can't yeah. be is this kind of wishy-wash that we, 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 we seem to have a lot this season, teamed with the other side of the self-same coin, that actually we've, we've, we've done some, made some good results. Some will say online, um, you know, by the skin of our teeth. Like one one post I saw said how we, we changed formation to the four four two against Stoke and looked dangerous because that was enforced upon us. I think Evans, yeah, it was yeah. Evans that was injured and went off. Um, but the thing that I find interesting is that though that brief period when we we went to four four two and started playing players in conventional positions and with, with the target man in Matt Smith, which where we came alive, we we don't. Yeah, you and me spoke about plan A, plan B. That that didn't really show itself yesterday, did it at all? No, yesterday it was it was just back to that plan A of this is this is how we line up and this is how we do it, and it's very predictable. And it is, and it's that is the frustrating thing that it was so similar to that first half against Stoke, and you know, I mean, Raul even complained about the the balls in behind the chip balls and the the lack of really forward movement, yeah. but yeah. that's exactly what happened. And it's it's odd, you you know, you can't believe that Rao is, Rao is trying to do something completely different and the players are just going on the pitch and going, no, but we like this way. You know, there is a problem there. And it is just, it's a very odd season because it's, we're not awful. And that is, I think that is the problem for for Rao and for the side and what the fans are. Well, for many, to many fans, I think he inspires such yeah, venom exactly, because, it's because not, we're not that bad. Yeah, but it's not dreadful. <laughs> we're not in free fall. Like no. Michael says, we, we will not get relegated under Rao. No, I don't believe we, we will get relegated. We're finishing no. the bottom half, really. But no. what are we going to do? We're going to draw a lot of games. They're going to be a lot of one nils either way. Yeah. And there's going to be a lot of not even, not even disappointment. Not even something. Just maybe apathy, almost. You know, it, it just kind of ends up there. I was, I, I nearly said our expectations as fans, Millwall fans. I'm just wondering whether we sometimes set them so, set them too high. But then again, I look at the league table. I'm looking at it right now as we speak, and obviously in the top three positions, you've got the three ex Premier League sides: Bournemouth, Fulham, and then West Brom, and, and the money that they they bring to the table. But below them are. Coventry, mm. Huddersfield, Blackpool, Blackburn, QPR. So none of those are Super League sides. You know, they're all much of, they're us, potentially. Yeah, and Luton as well up there as well. You know, it's like and Luton, yeah. Small um, clubs that are run, run well and are, are trying to do something different a lot of the time. You know, they, they have a, some of them have a slightly different way of thinking and it's, it might be up and down. But yeah. I mean, Millwall are very much a steady Eddie in a league of, of roller coasters, you know, we're yeah. we're just uh, 
we're just here on the like the, the teacups while everyone else is <laughs> running around Thorpe Park. And we're, you know, we're plodding along with it and it's all right, but you know, we're a yeah, good Yeah, no, it, it doesn't excite, that's for sure. And, and we've got a long season of podcasts to go with this, listeners. So it's very, um, genuinely, I, I was trying to make notes with both with Ryan now and, and, and Kevin and, uh, earlier on in the show, and it's really hard to squeeze much juice out of this 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 no. apple you know it's, it's, yeah. it's not much I mean, you can say I, I say to Carl Bates obviously doing the, the the radio and I follow commentary after every game I mean surely he just has a stock set of phrases now he, he could he doesn't need to turn up to the games he can you know record record the same 10 or so phrases and just hand it just out or, you know, and there's another miracle by Bart there you go a one all draw who would have seen it coming you know it's 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 that sort of stage, but it is it is very monotonous and, and routine, and that that was the yesterday really did feel like a you could see the team watching out and they were going through the motions, and then we conceded a poor goal towards the end, and that was it, you know, and there's no real hope. You're not thinking even watching that game. Sometimes you think you know it sparks into life and we can have a bit of a comeback. You know, even against Fulham when we were getting blown out of the water, you, we still ended yeah. that game. We went, oh, we could have quite got so We could have nicked something, not, yeah. Not yesterday. We weren't... There was no sense that we were about to get back in it. No, I mean, we, we, we went 1-0 down to a very poor goal. And, you know, I, I think you've got to have some um, accountability. I think um, Benikafobe's got to put his hand up. And maybe he does it in the dressing room because he gets pushed out of the way very lightly um, mm. by, by the, uh, the Huddersfield forward. Billy was, you know, was, was, should, have, should have been there and, you know, covering, doing, helping his mate out who's just been yeah. pushed over. And he was no, he was missing an action. So the the chap has a free flick header, and in it goes one nil, and that's kind of game over. Um, we did bring in Matt Smith, but then Huddersfield were doing that very modern thing, Ryan, of game management, and they did largely manage their way through to the only other incident of no, which was the handball shout on uh, ninety plus two, which I thought, which I thought in real time looked a good shout. I've seen it since on the on the YouTube replay and it still looks a recent reasonable shout, but sometimes you don't get them. We didn't get them yesterday. Yeah. And also well, you know, last week we could have had two against us at Stoke as well. You know, yeah. in a different yeah. story. So they do come and go. But yeah, very poor goal to concede. I mean Jonathan Hogg's not he's not even a the tallest man, you know, I think he's like five nine, five ten set defensive midfielder. You know, he's not a, a set no. priest threat necessarily. No. So to concede that goal that late on as well, when when very little has been happening in the game, that it's just switching off. It's just yeah. defensively switching off, and it's a bit of lack of concentration in a game that you know I'm, I'm fair play to players for making it through the ninety minutes. But you know, with with not that going in front of, I thought Bart might uh you know he had the cap on, but I mean, pull it down and have a little nap in the second half. To be honest, I mean, it wasn't great <laughs> watching in front of him, but you, it's just basic. It's very and I, it it feels. I know you know as soon as it went in, Mike and our and our group texted set, like set piece again. Yeah, it, yeah, it does yeah. Feel like we are starting to concede, you know, more set piece goals, especially for a side that are so aerially dominant. And you know, we have a lot of practice heading the ball with the way we play, and we're it's, so it's, defensively minded, Ryan. You know, it's like we, you know, the defense ought to be bread and butter, and you can talk about whether you can score a goal or not. Yeah. But you can't, um, you know, we're not long past the Italians um, defending their way through to a, a, a European Championship win, UEFA Championship win. And that's elevated, that's the highest art form of the game, the Italian defence. Well, they don't make sloppy errors like we gave the um, Huddersfield. I know you're talking about very different 
levels of players, listeners. But that's the that should be the um, the bar that you aim for if if defending is going to be our, our our theme tune. And and we because that's not the first time we've we've had other sloppy errors through the season. And I, I yeah. don't understand that. Um, it, it does seem it does seem that a lot of the goals we concede are individual errors. You know, it it's a really odd it's a really odd system. I mean, it's, I have the exact same problem with my Sunday team at the moment where, you know, there doesn't is, seem is to Gary be... Is Gary Rowett in charge of that by any chance? Well, <laughs> we, we haven't gone to the back five there yet. We're very much a uh, 4-4-2 in that sense. But, you know, it, it seemed every goal we concede there, and we and we do ship a lot, listeners, but um, they seem to be individual errors. And it's, yeah, but when it's three or four individual errors every week, then maybe there's a bigger problem. There's and a theme. Almost, you almost start to feel that Mill. I mean, under... Under Harris, it was a there was a very clear like structural problem of why Millwall were not good at defending because we weren't set up very well to defend. And Rowett came in and yeah. you could see structure when we had the back five and the midfield two in front of it and defending very well. But especially this season, which isn't something that was really there last season, is these individual errors now starting to creep in. And even like so against against Luton, the the first goal we conceded where it's it's a tackle with Cooper and it kind of ricochets off Hutchinson and just rolls out and the player's there. And then, again, the second goal was just a turnover in midfield and, and I don't yeah. think Cooper's quite covering. And and so you can quite clearly look at it and go, well, that's a mistake and that's what's cost the goal. But when it does repeatedly, repeatedly happen, and then when there is becoming also a pattern of conceding from set pieces or a second ball from a set piece, you then start to wonder, well, why why is it these individual mistakes? Why are they creeping in now when they haven't been? And yeah. you know, that might be down to system, that might be down to form, it might be rubber the green on the day. But you know, that is Rowett's job to to figure out and to stamp out because if it's gonna keep happening, we'll have plenty more chats like this where we're watching a game that wasn't great and yeah. one error has has cost the has cost the game because we don't, don't score loads. So you know, when we continue no. one, in trouble. Uh, there's a great uh, Twitter feed called Boring Gary Rowett, which is totally, totally, totally unfair on him, of course. Five at the back and no attack is the strap by <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he has found a leather jacket in his, in his home that he wears out on the Sundays. I think they, I don't know if that's Harry behind that. A big week ahead. We've got Reading on Tuesday night, so we have a chance to set things straight with yeah. a rip-roaring display of buccaneering attacking football. Four four two from the off. Flying oh wingers, God. Ryan, Matt Smith in front of goal. You know, three it goals up at half-time. It could happen. It could happen. That's, it's interesting now, I think. Obviously, last week is the, the first time there's, you know, other than international breaks, there's been a full week of rest yeah. for the players. So yeah. it was very odd, the Stoke, there was a you know an, a regaining of momentum. It felt that the Stoke yeah. win off the back of Sheffield went United win, and you go okay. Look, the the Luton game was a blip. You've clearly learned from it. I think I can't remember who it was on your podcast, but it seemed they mentioned it seems to happen. Rowett, we do bounce back a lot. We seem to under Rowett yeah. have a lot of bounce backs. When we do play badly, we generally get to see a reaction from the players. And, you know, we saw that at Sheffield United and they continued it at Stoke. And that was almost in itself from the first half and second half. Now we have, again, another three-game week where yeah. at the end of it, if, if it was a repeat of last time, we'd start with the loss and then two wins. You'll end the week after against uh, Reading and Derby going, well, do you know what? That is a good week. And then you go, it's 17 games now. We've only lost four and we'll probably be in the playoffs again. But because of the frequency of the games, it can also turn the other way. And if Millwall don't get off to a great start against Reading and it doesn't go to plan, 
then it starts you, to, you'll hear about it that's right he will so hear about it yeah it is a big week and it's two games that look very winnable two games against sides that are quite you know not low down on the table but you know below where we are a lot of the games we've had recently are the the, the kind of chasing 18 pack that are going for the playoffs you know we've been playing all of those sort of sides so yeah this is now an opportunity to play a side slightly lower can we impose ourselves in a game can we take control and, and play attacking football you know can it be five at the back with a very small amount of attack get all the one nil and then make it five or six at the back again you know it's big week big week it's ahead. Big week um, one other thing that's intrigued me: no Danny Mac yesterday on on in the squad on the match day squad, and I, I haven't, yeah. I, I don't follow it so diligently, listeners, that I can tell you, you know, the, the the kind of aches and pains of every single player. But I haven't seen him get injured. I don't think I've seen him get injured, and I, I haven't read about any injury. So, you know, is is he out of favour? That I I don't understand. So unless there's some. Uh, as we were just saying to Kevin, Ryan, I mean, you know, he said that, like, you kind of hope he is injured or he's carrying a knock because if he's out of favour, then that 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 defies belief. Yeah, it is yeah. an odd one. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I again haven't heard of an injury or no. selection wise. I was, I didn't see after the game either if anyone asked, but because it, it's it's weird because he got hooked didn't he, at half time against yeah. was it again the game or in the, the Luton game and hasn't been back since. And um, I can't remember if even yet he's been on the bench, but it's an odd no, one because he, he looks exciting and he looks a good like he he looks a very good player. When he came back, he was good, and and it seems strange that he he hasn't even when he was coming in. There was still the rotation with Romeo, which you do understand, but you're almost not convinced that Rowett is convinced by him. And it's There's something I'm not sure that's, what it is. No. Something askew. I, I mean, you know, we've we've had the Ben Thompson debate and, and done that one to death. But you know, young, homegrown, exciting Millwall players that clearly are hungry to to do it in front of their own fans, you'd think would be um, well a premium. But um, who knows? He could be carrying a knock, and it could be that we're you know we're kind of making drama in the absence of any other drama. You have to make your own drama. Yes, yeah. well, you'd hope. Millwall you'd hope. Imagine. With him not being in the squad at all, you'd you'd have to hope that is just injury related. You know, you'd hope yeah. <laughs> he's the only right back we got, Nick. <laughs> and he's you know. decent, and he cares, and you know all the rest of it. So um, there we are. Um, who knows? Big week ahead. So Reading and Derby. Um, it could all look very, very different by Saturday evening. Let's keep our fingers crossed, Ryan. Um, big thank you to Ryan for taking time out of his days joining us on this. Rather difficult show, listeners. It's been quite a tough gig to get anything to really talk about out of yesterday's uh, performance. But so well done, Ryan. Thank you, mate. You're very welcome. I'm sure this show, you know, if we always guarantee as much entertainment as the Millwall match I just watched, which is, uh, you know, take it or leave it. We, we, we didn't start in yeah, football content awards this year and, and take, take from that what you want. <laughs> uh, we're back to plan get Rowett's plan A so anyway let's see what we get Tuesday night thank you Ryan and thank you to you too dear listeners for tuning into this post Huddersfield edition of Akdong Millwall until um, Wednesday we'll do another show Wednesday it's bye for now thank you for listening to Akdong Millwall if you enjoyed the show please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review however that you know till next time Who do you want to watch? 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.